All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted One-on-One and uh, a very special guest with me today. Uh, before I get started, I want to just make a uh, quick, and I think some of you probably saw the announcement, but I uh, want to thank uh, Homage for their uh, their partnership with this podcast. And uh, every guest of this podcast will receive a discount code. So I don't know if Liz knows that yet or not, but a discount code and a t-shirt that uh, they are creating for just this podcast. So uh, very excited for their partnership and something I want to probably mention on every podcast moving forward. So uh, you're the first one to, uh, to hear that news. So um, cool. with that, um, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and um, I put out a, a message uh, a few weeks ago now um, that I wanted to have guests on to talk about their journey and share their story. And uh, uh, Liz was nice enough to, uh, to reach out and, and wants to share her story, which is a, a powerful story. So um, let me go ahead and turn it over to you, Liz. Why don't you introduce yourself and just uh, tell us a little bit about you, and, and we will go from there. Okay. Um, I'm Liz. I'm right now 40 years old, 41 years old. (laughs) I'm married 16 years to my husband, Nick, and mother of three. Stella's in eighth grade. Charlie is in fifth and Catherine's in fourth. We live in Worthington, Ohio, and pretty, pretty happy, normal family. Yeah. Absolutely. And we met, um, you'll have to forgive me, it's probably been 10 years, eight years? Uh, uh, eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, right around there. Somewhere in there. We were both part of a church plant that started and, and um, I knew a little bit about the, the beginning of your story, but not so much, I think, where you've been on the journey since then. So why don't you start at the beginning and just share with us, if you don't mind, share with us just kind of this this journey that you've been on the last several years. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, the floor is yours. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, so this December will be eight years that I am a brain cancer survivor, which is not related to October, but um, I'm also a four-year breast cancer survivor. Back in 2012, I had um, a myriad of strange symptoms that more than anything presented like maybe the flu. Um, I had a neighbor across the street who um, thought I had meningitis. So kind of strange, but eventually got me into the doctor. And as the ball got rolling, we discovered a mass that was in my brain. Mm. which was nuts in itself because the doctors were saying, oh, you've had double vision. Oh, you're having seizures. Oh, I'm like, no, if that stuff were going on, I would have reached out to somebody. That's not something I'd let go. Right. Um, So that was December of 2012. Had surgery six days after this diagnosis. A couple months later, strong, healthy, feeling good. It was a type of cancer that can come back. So since then, we've been doing brain MRIs every three to four months, Mm -hmm. and they've remained stable. Yeah. Lead up to 2016, I am at probably the peak of my fitness level. I feel great. I'm I'm a runner. I've never ran in my whole life. Um, Kind of at my ideal physique, body weight, all that great stuff. And the Labor Day weekend, I'm in the shower and just cleaning up and notice a lump, Mm. not doing a standard exam, but kind of like, huh, well, that's never been there. Yeah. 
I have a history before I was mom as an oncology nurse. So there's little things that stand out to me to look for, be aware of. And I knew at the time I was on my period and breasts can be lumpy and bumpy and they change. So I'm like, no big thing. Let's wait a few days, see if it changes. No change. It feels like a little piece of gravel. It is mm. non-tender. Mm -hmm. um, okay, call my um, gynecologist at the time. I didn't know who to reach out to. And she got me in immediately. And they do the whole, well, it's probably nothing, but let's take a closer look. And yeah. um, all the tests um, start going and going and more and more, you can tell where we're headed that likely it is cancer. Nobody had said it at that point, but you do the, um, the mammogram, you do the MRI, you do a biopsy guided by MRI, all those, and it, it's pretty obvious. With the biopsy, I had this wonderful physician that he basically told me, the minute I know, you will know, because mm -hmm. waiting is really, really hard. Yeah. So this is over the course of probably about two weeks, but he was on vacation in Colorado and calls me on a Friday night at 10 PM to say, all of our suspicions are true. Yes, it is cancer. Wow. So sort of felt prepared based on everywhere we'd been at that point, but yeah. still that blow of, yeah. Okay. Now what? Now what? Right. And leading up to this point, it's totally random, but I had a plan, um, planned trip to Japan with my best friend <laughs> and I wasn't going to miss that. Yeah. So I get diagnosed on Friday and I'm leaving the country on Monday. And i one of my biggest questions was like, can I still can I take my trip? Right. He's like, um, you know what? You really can. Yeah. Cause even in that state, everything about me was like, life is meant to be lived. Right. Right. I'm not, I'm not avoiding this. I'm not pushing it off, but I know one week is not going to make a difference ultimately in starting, whether it's surgery or whether it's medicine or whatever the plan is. So thankfully I got to go do that. Yeah. Well, that's great. First. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, so your there there's there's I think there's a lot in there that did, um, and I thought of so many questions as you were talking. Did did you did the first diagnosis in any way prepare you for the second one? Were there like were there moments that you're like I've 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 been down this road, or even as you said your career, your early career, did those prepare you in any way? I, like I don't know if any of us are ever prepared, mm. and I, I'm speaking as if I would. No, and I, I don't, uh, yeah. unfortunately, you know. Um, you never do. Yeah, Would did that help at all or, or, or no? Actually, I think yes. Um, number one, I spoke the language. Anything medical is generally overwhelming. I mean, you get strep throat, you take penicillin. That's right. a pretty standard one, but you go a lot further into terminology and it's really overwhelming. Yes. So even back in 2012, I was translating a lot for my husband, who's very level-headed, very even-keeled, does not get overwhelmed by a lot. Yeah. Um, to be able to just, okay, this is what that meant. This yeah. is what the plan is. This is, 
Um, and same thing, yeah, once it came again and having been an oncology nurse, like the chemotherapy that I ended up receiving were drugs that I'd already given. So I was well aware of potential side effects. I was well aware of how I might feel. There's no guarantee everybody handles it all a little bit differently. Right. But I think, yeah, God was planting seeds along the way right there of not that, not that everyone who walks this road is going to have that experience, but for me, I think it lessened the burden a little bit. Yeah. Did you, and so we'll take them one at a time because I, although it's, you know, fe, you know, uh, October is, is, you know, breast cancer awareness month, you've had cancer now twice. Mm-hmm. Can we take them one at a time? The first one, how are we doing there? What's, what, is prognosis good? Is everything good as far as the, the first uh, round? As, as far as we know, we have still done MRIs every three to four months. Wow. Um, and that is the plan until anything significant changes. We did a huge barrage of um, neuro testing about a year ago to get kind of a new baseline to see in the event if I had any sort of cognitive changes, anything that maybe my husband was picking up on that I'm not noticing just in case. Because thankfully in both of these worlds, brain cancer and breast, there's new developments all the time. They're learning a lot. So what my diagnosis was back then was considered an oligoastrocytoma, which is pretty scary. Actually, if you look it up, it's like a five to 10 year survival, right? Well, I'm coming up on eight and it doesn't look like I'm going anywhere. Thank God. But then the, yes, thank God. The diagnosis has actually changed a little bit based on the pathology. I'm an oligodendroglioma. And then there's this whole DNA sequencing that they're aware of. It is still a brain tumor that can recur and it still can be um, life-threatening, but it's a better of the two. So really great to know that. And the other great piece is my two doctors are in contact all the time. So we've got everybody's on board, knows what's happening. It happens to be the breast cancer medication that I continue to be on. My brain oncologist thinks that there might be benefit from those meds to slow down the growth of that tumor. Wow. For sure, we don't know because we can't run that experiment, but it's, it's pretty pretty wonderful that's 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 incredible i i think you know that, that those two actually would work together and not against each other right um, and that's what i was going to ask you did they do they believe that one plus one equaled two in this case that did one lead to the other were they completely randomly separate they are two primary separate cancers no genetic link um there there's no n- there's no known explanation yeah. Science is ever changing, like I said, but um, just like for me, I don't know why this is my story, but I know whose hands my life is in. Yeah. So I know what I want, but I'm trusting his will in all of it. Surrender has to be so hard um, because I think all of us have plans, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, as you were talking, I remember a good friend. Um, that that uh, that that battled cancer and and um, I remember he went in for his first surgery and he came out and 
and I've mentioned this on other podcasts, he was 98. They said we got 98% of it. And we were all like, oh, it's awesome. 2%, you know, Sounds it's, pretty you know we're winning kind of a thing. And um, he went on to make all these plans and he was going to go to Chicago and he was going to go on trips and he was going to go see shows and he was going to do all these things. And he went in for kind of a, a routine follow-up and the doctor said, we got to go do surgery again. He was doing some very radical surgeries at, at OSU. And uh, the doctor said, you know, we got to go do surgery again. And he said, well, wait, I got, I'm going to go to like Chicago this weekend or New York or somewhere. I can't remember now off the top of my head where he was going to go, but, but he was, he, he's like, I got these, you know, these plans. And the doctor said, well, if you want to live, we're going to go do surgery. He was like, I thought that's what I was doing, you know? And as you talked about your trip to Japan, that's what I thought of is, is he's, you know, we, we all have plans. And so how have you had to kind of rearrange your and surrender, I guess is, I don't know if that's the right word, but but maybe give up on the plans that you had um, for this, as I often call it, uninvited guest in your home. How have you, how have you had to um, adjust? And, and as a family too, right? All of us were affected. I mean, yeah. the first time the kids were really little, they were one, three, and five. So one, I, at that point, it really felt like a blessing because if, if this had to happen, they didn't have a clue what was going on. Right. They didn't have to hear the scary words of cancer and tumor. And even if they did, they had no reference point. So for our family, there was almost some sweetness to it because it it slowed me down a yeah. lot. Yeah. And I, I didn't have a choice. And we were pretty new to our neighborhood still at that point. So there were some people that came around and loved us, loved on us, but I think the surrender was just the slowing down. We mm. had new patterns that were established in the home that have switched again as my strength returned, but for a window of time, I just kind of had to say, this is what it is. Yeah. My, my sweet little Charlie as three years old was still napping, of course, right? Yeah. So he got into the routine Thankfully, he could discern between the two, but during night, he would sleep in his bed. But during the afternoon, he would come in the room. He knew how to close the curtains. He had Kermit the Frog stuffed animal and mm -hmm. would climb into bed and nap with me every afternoon. Wow. So there were like, as much as you gave up, I chose to look for the, the good in it because yeah. it was hard. Um, yeah. The second time around, when they did know the words or they had questions. Mm. They, I mean, breast even, that was funny. They're yeah. like, I, chicken breasts, is it? What? <laughs> Wait, are breasts boobies? And yeah. <laughs> they're boobies. <laughs> so that's then right. everybody's laughing. Yeah. You know, they're like, that's weird. And honestly, yeah, a lot of this is very weird and there's mm. a lot of weird to come. Yeah. So in that, the surrender of, our schedule and our time and what that looked like. One of my best friends turned 40 and they took a trip to Nashville with a group that we were supposed to go. We didn't get to take that trip. Mm. But in that moment, I kept thinking about, well, I'm doing this now so I can be part of the other birthdays. Right, 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 right. Yeah, um, that, that, and I think, and again, no way can I compare these two things at all. But I think all of us in the last, what, six months have learned what it means to interrupt, have our lives interrupted, you know. And again, I, I am in no way diminishing 
um, the journey that you've been on, but I think for all of us, uh, we have finally kind of learned what it's like to have things taken off our schedule that we have nothing, we have no control whatsoever over, um, have things canceled, have things not happen that we wanted to happen or have to miss out on a lot. And again, I, I please understand, I, I'm in no way comparing the two, but I think we've all had to adjust a bit over the last six months. I can't imagine what it would be like because we've all done that even together. When, when this, like your journey was, that's personal. That's you having to step aside from those things. And um, so we talked about the first round, the second battle, how is that going? And what, what does the future look like for the second round? Overall, good as well. Um, Praise God. So within that barrage of testing, we had a whole plan set and they did one more full body scan. This is back in 16 they found us um, a metastatic site on my hip. So I was technically staged as stage four metastatic breast cancer, wow. which is not good. Right. Um, my doctor now will even backpedal a touch and go, we could maybe call it three because it was only one metastatic site. Either way, it's not good when it has traveled. Right. We were getting conflicting advice at this point. I had one really, really well-written, um, world-renowned physician recommend that I essentially get my affairs in order, do hormone therapy, and sort of hope for the best. Wow. That did not sit well with me. Yeah. Um, she was of the opinion, if you don't have much life left, why would you diminish the quality of it? And I'm thinking, I'm 38, Yeah, I feel good, mm -hmm. and I want to fight. And if right. there are options to fight, because there is a point when sometimes there are no more options. Right. At this point, I did have one physician who had consulted with the entire um, tumor board, is what they call it, and they were all on, on his same page saying, yeah, go for it. Wow. So doing five months of chemo and doing aggressive surgery and doing radiation was the plan. We did all of that, took a little window of a break just to let my body recover and then started on um, a shot that I get monthly. That's a hormone inhibitor, a pill that I take daily, and then an oral chemotherapy pill that I take on a schedule where I, I take a couple weeks and then I get a break and then I start again. That's all been going really well. We have been Good. able to stay the course. All my last set of scans was in May, no evidence of disease. Wow. And I've got scans coming up next month. So we're every six months on the breast cancer stuff, every three to four on the brain. Wow. I'm, I'm in those crazy machines all of the time. And it's, it's a weird thing, but that's my thing right now. And, and yeah. it's okay. I, I honestly can't imagine. Um, do you do you still find, um, do you get butterflies and nerves and does your mind maybe go places? I, I'm just thinking how I would react and I'm, I'm, I'm not normal as most people know. To listen to this. Um, I, I, I would, I, I get nervous before I go to the dentist. I get nervous before I, you know, my blood pressure is high when the, they call it white coat syndrome when they come in just yeah. for routine, it's, stopping to see the doctor, my blood pressure normal. spikes um, because I just, my mind does crazy, crazy things, you know, when I, and I, I have a lot of anxiety and fear. Do you find that you still have that or have you just been so like 
you've been doing this now and you're just determined. And I think it sounds like you have a piece that passes all understanding for sure. Um, do you find that you have that or do you, do you still have those butterflies and nerves before like the next scan? Honestly, it's different almost every time. I have had some scans where I've just breezed in there going, this is going to be fine. No worries. And I've had the other ones where I am, everything is flipped upside down. I'm, yeah. I'm, in a icky place for like days beforehand and I'm short with my fan and I don't realize at first and I'm like, this is in, this is next week or whatever. Right. Um, so it, it, it changes every time I mm -hmm. try to come back to, because I, I have been given a gift of peace over all of it. He has been so good to me. The Lord has provided in ways that if they don't make any sense, that is yeah. that surpassing understanding I can't make sense of it and I'm living it yeah but more often than not I'm in a really good good place trying to even be grateful for these crazy machines <laughs> that can tell us is there something bad going on or not I get yeah. some people live in this I don't want to know honestly I want to know because then we can do something about it right right well, Liz, I, I think cancer picked the wrong house and definitely the wrong person. Um, <laughs> you you are a fighter and have now won two rounds. And I hope there's no more. I hope that cancer says, you know what, let's, this That's one's not, <laughs> this is not, we're not going to win here. Um, wow. Uh, and I do remember back, you know, again, I think it was eight years ago, nine years ago when, when you had your first um, experience. And I do remember uh, getting that on the prayer chain. Um, at, yeah. at the church that we both attended and, and, and us as a staff being very concerned and to, to, to be able to have you on this program now, um, this many years down the road and to be healthy and strong. And it, it's, this is a miracle. I, I honestly believe I'm talking to someone that is not now twice, um, two miracles in her life. I, I really, really mean that because I do remember that. And we were all just so broken like, wow, this is a young family and all those things. And here you are. And um, just to have what a testimony and of not only of, of God's goodness, but your strength as a family and as a, an individual is amazing. I, I'm, I'm honestly um, very honored that you would come on and, and share your story. Um, for anyone listening, um, any advice or and not only from your previous career, but now to separate battles. Is there any advice that you might have to anyone that may have a, a concern or a question or a fear or any of those things? Any advice that you want to share with, with someone like that, that might hear this? Sure. Um, there's probably so much, but a couple of things. One, I mean, be your own advocate. Don't be shy about letting doctors know, like you're a person. Mm -hmm. um, I, I had a a separate job in, a, in another city working as a nurse. And unfortunately, some of the physicians I worked with, they didn't see their patients as patients. And I think they did it on a self-protection because unfortunately right. the outcomes aren't always great. Right. Bust through that. Mm. Let them know you are a mom or you are a dad, you are a brother, you are a friend, you have, you have a life that you are fighting for. Right. So like, we laughed with the doctors right off the bat. I was just like, I'm going to be real with you. 
I don't like this. I like that. I'm, I'm, it was bold and it was uncomfortable. And I know for a lot of them, that was not what they were used to, but they got to know me. They got to see me, even though I was this deer in headlights, when they came in and told Nick and I that I was stage four, we, we've got tears running down our cheeks and we asked them if we could have time to pray together. Mm -hmm. Felt so weird. Felt like this is, you know, they've got a schedule. No, you know what? If you were in my shoes, you would want this time. And they very much respected it. But I think they allowed because we showed them ourselves. Right. So that one. And yeah, don't be shy to ask questions. Um, And then I would caution people how much they let in from other people, because even though people are really well-intentioned and want to help, they will sometimes project their story onto someone else. And Mm. they always tend to want to share the worst parts. Right. And let's be real. There are some really ugly, hard things that go on. I'm not going to diminish that for a second. Sure. But just be careful who you really let in if they've walked this road. It, it can be great, yeah. but I did have some hard stuff lay upon me that at least I wasn't quite ready for. I was ready to battle for me yeah. and my family, but I wasn't ready to wear the burden of other people's stuff at that point. Right. So that's just more, I guess, a caution. And then, oh, if you are a believer, go to the Lord trust in him. And if you're not find someone who will pray with you and support you because the community that comes around when you're vulnerable and mm. open yourself up, we have more help than we know, knew what to do with. Yeah. And it breaks my heart that some people choose to keep it in their little box because if, if I don't know you need help, I'm probably not going to help you because yeah. I think you're fine. Yeah. But if you say, I'm in a bad place. I'm struggling. I may not be able to fix it, but I'm going to come alongside you and, and try. Yeah. That really feels so great. I mean, knowing that the church staff was praying for us, strangers were praying for us. Yeah. That's really empowering. That's, that gives even that more urge to fight. Why am I doing this? Aside from the wonderful people who live in my house and the people, family and friends, I want them to see God's goodness. I want them to see what can happen when you trust his will. I also know that this may not last this long, but it's really good right now. And it was really good in 2016, 17, when I was having surgeries and bald as a billiard ball and going through chemo. It was really good then. Was it hard? Yeah. But life's always hard and good, Mm. right? Yeah. Wow. You just have incredible perspective. Um, It's, it's, again, I've said it a few times, I'm, I'm honored that you'd come on and and share um, your story. And and again, I never know where this thing's going to (laughs) go. I always say it may be a one, it may be a million, I don't know. Um, But I do know that I just want to get it out there. And, and I always believe that God's going to direct each one of these to where they need to go uh, for just the right person. And um, I'm so thankful for your time and your story and um, just your, your testimony. It's amazing. And, and, you know, I prayed 
with our staff many years ago for you. And now um, I'm certainly going to, cause I didn't even know, I, I knew the name, uh, I think, you know, most, but now I, I, I feel like, you know, I know you better now and, and anybody that listens to this will do the same. And I don't want to speak for anyone listening to this, but I have a feeling we're all going to be praying and continue to pray for you and your family um, that you just continue to just beat this thing. Um, like I said, I, I absolutely think they picked the wrong person um, on this one. And, uh, and God, you know, God does allow these things into our lives. You know, everybody always goes to Job and tells that story, but at the end of the day, he, he did, he allowed you know, I mean, it, nothing passes, nothing gets to us without going through his filter. And I always try to remember that in my toughest times. Um, and, you know, um, the strength that you have is almost a testimony to that, to say that, that God, you know, not, I don't want to say he gives us things, but, but I think he does, they pass his filter and then the right people um, at the right time, you know. Well, um, you know, that line of, well, God will never give you more than you can handle. Right. I call bull. Right. He absolutely will allow bigger things than you can handle. Right. To draw you to him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not my strength. It is right. not. It is his through me. This whole time has been, okay, Lord, I'm back on my knees. What what are you wanting of me? What are you calling of me? I can remember back when I was working long before cancer was as personal as it has been. My mother had shared an article with me of um, written by Pastor John Piper out of Minneapolis, and it was "Don't waste your cancer." Right. And somehow that line stuck with me. Like, what can be done with this? What right. can? And that's why I'm not shy about sharing my story. I don't know if anybody's interested in hearing it, but in the event they are, that they can see hope. Mm -hmm. That. I'm actually hopeful because I'm going to be on meds likely my rest of my life. Wow. But if this is going to be more of a chronic illness than a death sentence, yes, that sounds pretty great to me. Right. Right. I mean, if I have to pick one of the two, right. 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 That's okay. And yeah. I mean, as you can see, I appear pretty healthy and yeah. my hair all came back. I, yeah. <laughs> all those things. It was a temporary thing. It does. Is it, part of my story very much so but it's not the one that defines me it's not the whole story wow again i think perspective is the word that just keeps coming to my mind you you have you have clarity and perspective in where you are in life and i i would say the same if i've got option a and option b i'll take option a <laughs> you know right? uh, especially as parents and and spouses um yeah, I'll take option A, you know, and, 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 and I've always said that too, because, you know, we, I think we all have those, like you said, headaches or, or we all have weird stuff where some dashboard light will come on in our health. And, you know, I've, I, again, I always go, I'm a worst case scenario person. So I always think the worst. And yeah. um, I always say, you know, I, I, I just need to know, like, am I, am I good? You know I mean? Even if I have to battle or take a pill or, or whatever it might be a surgery with all those things. I'm, I just need to know, because as long as that's the worst option, I'll take it, um, as you said. And, and so, um, Liz, so thank you so much for coming on. What, what um, are there any links or contact or is there any information that anyone listening to this that you may want to point them towards um, or, or places or facilities or any of those things that you want to recommend? Just again, I never know where this is going to land. So are there anything like that that you want to share? Um, well, I've been treated both through Ohio Health and the Stephanie Spielman Center and had stellar care in both entities. 
Okay. Very happy with both places. Um, I was asked in 2018, our family got to serve as the honorary chairs for the Susan G. Komen um, Foundation and the walk, the race for the cures. And they are an amazing resource in Columbus beyond what people would think. They will get you rides to your doctor's office if you can't get there. They will wow. navigate all the crazy medical terminology if you ask. That's one of those, again, don't be too proud to put yourself out there. So I, I guess those are probably the biggest. And I'm a newer, um, more newly familiar with Bright Pink, which is an organization also that um, reaches young women, breast cancer survivors. Awesome. Well, I will share all those links in um, in the post when I put everything up and put it together so everybody can find those. And um, any any last words um, before before we log off today? Thank you for doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's a big deal. Um, and just if anybody knows somebody or is headed down this road, it's it's not the end of your story. Mm. Could this be the could it be the end of your life? It could, but don't let that define your whole life. Even during the hardest parts of it, live, yeah. go do, go be, go up. live and love while you're with all of us still. Yeah. I know that maybe some people might take that as bleak, but I really, no. I have the, we get in these giant machines every day, right? Our cars are very powerful and very scary and anything could happen in a blink. Yeah. And we don't think twice about that. Right. Take each day and really realize how precious it, precious it is. Yeah. You woke up and you had breath. That's pretty amazing right there. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Wow. Well, thank you so much. And I, I, I am so thankful for what you're doing with it and that you took the time to come on today and, and share your story. Um, as I said, when we started, I knew, I knew it was a powerful story. And um, thank you for raising a hand when I, when I sent out the request to say, would anybody like to step forward? Because in doing that, like I said on another, another podcast, I think you're giving people the, um, the, the ability to go second you know, but somebody has to be first and say, I'll do it. I'll, I'll tell my story. And even if they don't come on this podcast, maybe they'll hear it. And now they're willing to share their story with someone else or they've heard something that's inspiring. So that's, that's really the goal. There's no larger goals here. Right? So. We're supposed to be living in community, share yes. yourself, maybe not with the whole world, maybe not on a path, but share with somebody. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, I, I am so appreciative of your time. I'm honored you came on. And again, like I said, not only will you have the prayers of myself, but I'm pretty sure anybody that's hearing this is going to add you to that list as well and, and cover you and your family for just continued great scans and great news um, as you go forward. So we're, we're blessed to, uh, to call you friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you All for right. the prayers as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go hug your family and we'll, <laughs> we, will, uh, we will probably have you on again sometime. All right. Hi to Heather and your family as well. Will do. Thank you so much. Thanks. All righty. Bye. Bye.